And I can only picture him smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Drugs are <laughs> We'll not legalize this garbage. This is By the Ounce. Well, hi, I'm David. And I'm Jenny. From the OZ. Excited to bring you episode three of By the Ounce podcast. Today we'll be reviewing Summit 10 Iced Tea from the Valens Company. Also, we did a Q&A with Harrison Stoker, the VP of Dutch Love. He talked about the illicit market. And we get into some news stories. We'll be talking about New York getting on the green train, Fire and Flower expanding to free same-day delivery, and exciting news out of France. And finally, for the word nerds out there, we're going to take a page out of the OZ style guide. Is marijuana a dirty word? We'll talk a little bit about that. Hello, Jenny. How's it going, David? It's going pretty good today. So what's been the best part of your week? Uh, well, I was fully on the Bridgerton bandwagon and I finished the first season yesterday. So that was delightful. Not to spoil anything, but suffice it to say, I nearly bawled my eyes out. <laughs> well, we're going to get started by opening up Summit 10 Ice Tea. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to it too. I mean, I'm a tea nerd overall. I've tried all kinds of teas. Um, this pre-made bottled stuff, not. I'm usually a brewer, but looking forward to this. This is from the Valens Company. They're a local company out of Kelowna. And I, I love the packaging. Uh, they've got a logo with mountains and a little flag at the top of it there. Uh, it's really interesting visually uh, there's a lot of info on the label and it's really nicely laid out that's not something that i normally really look at but it definitely caught my eye when it came to this package kind of gives you those bc vibes with the mountains yeah it does it's really cool i like the different gradients of the green Mm-hmm. simple classic kind of looking totally this is a uh, 10 milligrams thc and less than one milligram of cbd now, Valens is uh, really focused on a quick onset, quick offset kind of feel. They have something called source technology where they've been working really hard on that so that it's kind of comparable in a sense to the effect that alcohol takes where it's pretty quick to feel and then it doesn't stick around forever. Now, some edibles can definitely last long. So this is not supposed to be that. I mean, they've, like I said, I'm a tea nerd, so I'm excited to see that they have actual black tea in this beverage. Uh, I noted earlier that there's only seven grams of sugar in this whole bottle, so less than, you know, your average juice box, I guess. So that's nice if you're trying to watch your sugar intake. Well, should we open this up and see what it tastes like? All right, let's give her a go. Boom. Mmm, smells nice. Smells like fresh. It's got a plastic bottle too, so if you drop it by accident, it's not going to shatter everywhere. 
I'm getting a strong like nest tea vibe. Mm-hmm. There's not much taste to it. No, it's not overwhelming. It's not overly sweet either, which I definitely like. It definitely has that nest tea vibe. Looking at the logo too, it's very medieval looking. Like the flag off the top of the mountain almost looks like the top of a castle. Ah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Hadn't really thought about that. Even the font, the second M there is mountains too. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm so fixed on the logo. (laughs) You're a visual kind of person, that artist personality. Mm. I'd say I like it. It's lemony. It's fresh. Be great, you know, on a hot summer's day. Hanging out in the backyard, soaking up the sun. I feel like I could drink too many of these too quickly. That's very true. Like, I could just guzzle this whole thing down, and I know that 10 milligrams is... I'm topping out at that, so I could get myself into big trouble. But, I mean, we say the same thing about cocktails and other, you know, of those kinds of beverages, so I guess it's fair that cannabis has its turn. You're going to be real quiet at the end of the podcast. Quite likely. (laughs) I'm going to be ready for a nap. We recently revisited Limonene and Sparkling Tonic from Hexo. And that was one of our favorites off the top. Gotta say, I felt like that held up too. Sometimes you have something the first time around and it's one of the early products that you try in that type. And you come back to it later on, you're like, hmm, don't really know why I like that so much. (laughs) You romanticize it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But this one here, it felt like it really lasted. So that's a good sign for those who are looking for a good drink. Limonene and sparkling tonic is still a recommend. And this Summit 10 here for me is also a recommend, I'd say. Absolutely. But, you know, I'd say with a cautionary warning that don't uh, don't hit it too hard too fast. <laughs> If you subscribe to our newsletter and read the fine details, like addresses, you'd know we're based in Lake Country, BC. We face the same challenges as many communities, including the question of how many cannabis stores we can support. This little suburb located between Kelowna and Vernon in the Okanagan Valley has a population of about 15,000 people. We wrote about an indigenous bloom store when it first opened. It was unlicensed. We've spent lots of time in Lake Country Cannabis, which is which used to be a Starbuds before its rebranding. Now there's also a chain store open, Dutch Love, run by Vancouver's Donnelly Group, behind a number of well-known hospitality establishments. We recently interviewed their VP, Harrison Stoker, and were curious about whether he thought a small town could support two pot shops. You can read the entire interview on theounce.ca in our features section. Have a listen to some excerpts. I actually live in Lake Country myself. Do you, do you feel that Lake Country is big enough for two stores? It's a really good question, dude. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've got a, a really great tier in, in market with Lake Country Cannabis. <clears throat> Obviously beat us to the punch there. Um, but 
we in, in British Columbia specifically, we don't really look to our uh, regulated retail peers as competitors <laughs> yet. Uh, it's the illicit market that is our collective competitor, really. Um, and so that that the answer to that question really falls in how quickly um, British Columbia, sort of culturally and from a policy perspective, can truly translate the illicit or legacy market into the regulated market. Right now, hmm. it's moving at a snail's pace, uh, and so um, you know, today one might argue that. There isn't enough business, um, but we need to work together uh, to translate the, the illicit market into the regulated market. And there, there certainly is enough business uh, in the case that people are accessing um, cannabis through the regulated market. Uh, absolutely, there's enough business. How do you like? How do you go about um, combating the illicit market? I know that's everyone seems to be asking that question right now because it's, yeah. it, it's, there don't, there don't seem to be any easy answers. I mean, what, how would you weigh in on that one? Yeah. I mean, wishful thinking is certainly not enough. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to get anything done. And so uh, we are uh, very active, very proactive, if you will, um, in conversations with provincial and municipal uh, policymakers and regulators. And so um, that perhaps is uh, where some of our past relationships uh, are kind of supporting um and enabling us to kind of get a little closer to the top on that one. And so uh, we have regular meetings um, with the with uh, the provincial government, and uh, we actually are continually writing um, game plans and uh, standard operating uh, procedures and, and, um, and, and just sort of giving them to the province to mm-hmm. illustrate a potential framework for things like modern, like modern retail features like um, delivery, shipping, um, online sales, that kind of stuff. This, you know, it is, it's, it's 2020 after all, about to be 2021, but in cannabis retail, it feels like 1992, <laughs> um, you know, which is bizarre. And, and I think that uh, our perspective on combating the illicit market is we don't think that the province and the municipalities are going to be capable of combating it uh, alone. And, and therefore, uh, we think that they need to lean into the collective uh, cannabis retail network uh, and enable us to have modern features. Um, and we think that the best way to combat it is to put ourselves into more of an even playing field with the illicit market and give customers more choice to access regulated products. Um, because right now, the prohibitions are, uh, are really putting those illicit businesses uh, on a pedestal and making them more available to the average customer. And you mean like um, enabling delivery, for example, being able to order online? Because the, exactly. the BC Cannabis Store does do that through Canada Post. Is that something that the private retailers should be able to do as well to be able to ship to customers so they don't even have to come in the store? Yeah, absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't think that uh, this is there's cause for any monopoly on uh, on online sales. I don't I don't think that uh, a single entity can reach uh, the entire population. Uh, it also, you know, just just like online sales, pick up delivery. Um, uh, you know, are other you know modern retail features even more relevant today than they were a year ago? Obviously, as we uh, wade our way through this pandemic and really lean into technology more and more and less less 
physical engagement. Um, and it's wild to think that the province hasn't reacted in kind to this pandemic and said, um, you know, let's 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 be more safe and more responsible in the way that customers transact and try to remove elements of physical engagement. So therefore, you should probably be shipping your product instead of having people coming into your stores and potentially putting customers and staff at uh, in danger, but uh, even that hasn't <laughs> turned turn the tides. Uh, the opinion of the provincial government—they're still being stubborn, if you will, and uh, <laughs> holding holding on to their monopoly. Um, so I think it—you uh, know—we we increasingly uh, push the conversation further and further. Uh, we've been incredibly vocal in media about our position on it and how the province has every opportunity. And should be equally as motivated as us uh, to enable these features, because if we're capable of increasing sales uh, collectively as a regulated retail network, because the province is also the distributor, um, they will end up earning more revenue and therefore uh, infusing more tax uh, into the system, which is sort of a win-win-win situation. Well, that seems like a good bridge into news. New York is on the green train. The biggest city in the U.S. may be feeling the embarrassment of being second to New Jersey after the state legalized recreational weed in a referendum last year. The Independent reports that Democratic NY Governor Andrew Cuomo has pledged the state will work to legalize recreational cannabis throughout 2021. He says they'll legalize adult-use recreational cannabis, joining 15 other states who have already chosen to do so. The economic challenges from COVID-19 have been harsh, and legal cannabis could certainly help on that front. I also think that New York just doesn't like to be behind the curve. They always want to be hip and happening there. Especially being second to New Jersey. I mean, who wants that? (laughs) No, nobody wants to be behind New Jersey. Fire and Flower is expanding free same-day delivery across its Ontario network. They said Monday that due to the extension of lockdown orders in Ontario, they can deliver from North Bay South to Toronto and from London East to Ottawa. Trevor Fencott, Chief Executive Officer from Fire and Flower, says they know the demand is there and will continue to diversify our resources to serve our clients safely. Ordering cannabis online before 6 p.m. ensures free same-day delivery. This is something that really should be coming to BC. If we're serious about making sure that everybody is safe from the COVID-19 pandemic, then it would make sense to make sure that all places have access to delivery and making sure that people don't have to go into the stores if they don't want to. It just makes sense to me. Absolutely. I think especially in BC, because we have such a large aging population and you know a lot of them are interested in trying to medicate with cannabis products um, to keep them safest. I think they should be able to stay home and have, you know, this contactless drop-off would be probably a real godsend for them. Well, there's exciting news from France this week. France 24 reports that the country's launched a public consultation on legalizing cannabis. More than 175,000 people had responded to the website so far, and that compares to an average of 30,000 responses to such consultations. 
Now, a group of MPs from across the political spectrum have launched an initiative to shift the debate. They're trying to encourage the French political class to be more open to the idea. Now, cannabis has really come under fire from politicians in France. In fact, Interior Minister Gérald Darmanin went so far when questioned on the subject in 2020, he said, drugs are shit. We're not going to legalize this shit. <laughs> Which I feel like is one of the most French responses you could ever get. <laughs> and he's not mincing words. Truly I, not. And I can only picture him smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Drugs are shit. <laughs> we'll not legalize this garbage. So I go about a politician speaking out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> Holy. <laughs> Oh, finally, for the word nerds out there, let's take a page out of the OZ style guide. Is marijuana a dirty word? I think it sounds dirty. <laughs> I think it sounds... I, I didn't mind it before, but one of the problems with the word now is that it sort of has that sense of, of crime. Uh, being a crime reporter for a lot of years, too, what I found was that police often use the word marijuana in their press releases, usually spelled with an H instead of a J. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like with legalization in Canada, Canada is very much sort of embraced calling it cannabis. Um, you know, we have the Cannabis Act, uh, the cannabis industry has also really just been using that word fairly exclusively. I think it, it's lending a more professional um, feel to to the word, to the plant, to the industry. You know, when you walk into the, the legal stores, they're clean, they're bright, you know, some of them even almost feel like an Apple store. So they really want to kind of rebrand the plant and the products. And I think that this is part of how they're doing it by using the word cannabis as opposed to marijuana. The word marijuana actually has fairly racist roots. I did a little bit of reading um, because David took every single book that he could possibly get about cannabis out of the library over the summer. I think I read more of them than he did, uh, but one of them that I read was called A Brave New Weed. I can't remember who the author was, but he's a journalist and he was kind of going on a like a homecoming to cannabis and he toured a few different countries. He talked to a lot of really interesting people and he kind of dug into the cannabis culture in the US and truthfully, he kind of uncovered what seemed like conspiracy theories and why it's called marijuana down there related a lot to the suppression of Mexican immigrants and as well as bureaucratic craziness that was happening due to budget cuts to the DEA and people in power trying to keep money in power. So like I said, definitely felt a little bit like I was reading conspiracy theories, but 
what he was talking about, he was able to back up with reports filed and public records. So really interesting how a lot of that has come to shape just the world's view of cannabis overall. Uh, including, you know, far reaching uh, to Canada and beyond. So I, that's part of why I really have decided I don't like the word marijuana very much. Um, because it represents the mistreatment of people trying to seek out a life that they want to in, um, a new place. One of the reasons why we call that cannabis is because there's so much power in language and as a writer well i know that and to flip the script so to speak by changing the way that we we refer to it can sometimes change the way that people think about it well jenny thanks for joining me again on the by the ounce podcast of course it's always a pleasure to be here I do love our conversations, and it's even more fun when they're taped. (laughs) If you say so. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the By the Ants podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, hit us up on social media, Okanagan Z. Look out for our podcast on Apple Podcasts and also on Google Play. I'm feeling the iced tea. <laughs> feel like my cheeks are hot and I'm getting a goofy grin on my face. <laughs> my my ears are starting to turn red. <laughs> I bet you if you look at me right now, my cheeks are pink. <laughs> <laughs> the number of takes that I've had to do for some of those news reads definitely tells me that I'm feeling it. <laughs> well, fast onset they said, right? Fast onset. We'll see how fast the offset is. (laughs) (laughs) You guzzled your down pretty quick, though. Oh, man, it's so empty. I just kept sipping away. There's not much left in there, but I'm just going to keep sucking on the empty bottle. (laughs) A quarter of mine. (laughs) Because I didn't want to get too high on the podcast. (laughs) How's that going for you? Uh, Okay, I'm glad I didn't have any more. There will be no shortage of material for the outtakes. Well, listener, <laughs> let's try that one again. <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> let's try it again sometime, shall we? <laughs> Have you regretted pressing play on this podcast yet? How about that, listener? Well, listener, thanks for joining us for the By the Ounce podcast. We hope to see you again, hear you again, email with you again. <laughs> We hope you'll have us back. Drugs are shit. (laughs) Well, listener, I'm good and high off Summit 10 right now. Thanks for listening, and you should get one of your own. (laughs) You should get one of your own. (laughs) Boing. (laughs) Gold. All about the callback. All about it. <laughs>